This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. And we are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who did not stage a propaganda rally on the White House lawn yesterday. That was embarrassing. Was it ever? Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi spiking the football on the Inflation Reduction Act on the same day. That inflation came in at an 8.3% high year over year. That's stupid. Use your common sense. I mean, really embarrassing stuff out of the Democratic Party yesterday. They had James Taylor on the lawn. Oh, my goodness gracious. As Biden's out there speaking with a straight face. Oh, we're saving the country. The economy is getting better as he's literally speaking. The stock market is on the screen down 1,200 points. But again and again and again, the big loser yesterday, not Joe Biden, the big loser yesterday was America. Correct the mundo. We will discuss it. 888-788-9910. Kennedy's on the show today, host of Kennedy on the Fox Business Network. Uh, we're also expecting a visit from Judge Jeanine Pirro, my good buddy from The Five. Uh, she is thrilled to be on the show today. That is a lie. All right. Well, we'll see if she makes it. Uh, we're hoping she does. Uh, but the word on the street right now, if you're watching Failavision on your television set, is I will be on Gutfeld tonight at 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. You can watch me and our lovable comedy dwarf, Greg Gutfeld, get the band back together. Tyrus is going to be there. Kat's going to be there. We're playing the varsity. It's a big one, and we do hope you can make it because your radio buddy does need the ratings. But now is no time for Jimmy's shameless self-promotion. Uh, I got to jump in right here off the tippy top. You know, on yesterday's show, we were previewing this idea that they were holding some kind of a celebration at the White House. And I laughed. I was like, oh, could you imagine on the day these horrible inflation numbers came out, they're going to get out there and celebrate an Inflation Reduction Act that literally every economist in the country, every economist in the country says will not be lowering inflation. Come on, man. But literally every, every single economist. It's like, ah, it's not going to lower inflation. It shouldn't be called the Inflation Reduction Act. If you pass a bill called, oh, I don't know, fix the potholes, and then you find out, oh, well, by the way, this bill doesn't fix any potholes, you have a right to say, I think they're kind of giving us a raw deal here. I think he's got a point. Okay, I have a great point. So I was laughing. I'm like, wow, they must be doing something subdued where they're just going to get out there and, you know, have some type of polite, well, even though them. Things aren't the best and the market isn't having the best day. We're still glad we passed this bill. That's what I thought I was walking into when it comes to yesterday's celebration. Instead, what we got was, I mean, three ring clown stuff. <laughs> James Taylor played. James, I seen fire I seen rain. That whole James Taylor played. Yeah, you saw fire and rain all over your 401k as it was lit on fire. 
<laughs> they had to hose it down. That was the rain. Okay, the market again down 1,200 points. And it was flat propaganda. Down is up. Black is white. Like straight propaganda, man. And you have a reason to be concerned. Because there's this thing going on. It's almost sociopathic. And it would, in fact, be sociopathic if it wasn't being done by design. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. They know what they're doing. Between now and the midterms, here's reality, okay? Inflation's at a 40-year high. It's the worst it's ever been since Jimmy Carter. Gas is still $1.30 higher than when he took office. And that price has been artificially lowered. By the release of our strategic oil reserves, something that are not meant to treat poor poll numbers. Strategic oil reserves exist in case of an act of God or a war. That's why we have them. We don't have them because somebody's polling at 37% and is shaking hands with invisible people. But that's exactly why they were deployed. So understand, with artificially lowered gas prices that are still $1.30 too high, with inflation at a 40-year high, with a 35-year spike in the murder rate, with a porous border, the Democrats got together with a think tank and were like, hey, what if we actually got out there and told them it was working? And the first strategist was like, are you stupid or something? And they were like, no, 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 we'll, we'll tell them it's working. We'll lean in. We'll say it's a good thing. We will fight a messaging war between now and the midterms. And that's exactly what we're engaged in now. Yesterday was a major salvo in what can only be described as a calculated messaging war, okay? Leading the charge, as always, before Biden could get onto the stage and thank people who weren't there and quit talking in the middle of a sentence, leading the charge was Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi is a total dingbat. Listen to this take on the bill itself. And what's been the big question in the media? I'm going to play some Brett Baer this hour. Hey, how can you call it the Inflation Reduction Act if it doesn't reduce inflation? And again, the Congressional Budget Office, which means Republican and Democrat, the Joint Congressional Committee on Taxation, again, Republican and Democrat, all say this bill will drive up inflation. So you understand the name of the bill is very disingenuous. If you were passing an act called Protect the Puppies, but within the legislation, you were actually sending them all to live with Michael Vick, people would feel a little perturbed by your choice of label for the bill. But apparently nobody told that to Nancy Pelosi, when in fact they did, and she's just decided, screw it, we're in a messaging war. So here it is, clip seven. And so many friends, what a thrill it is to be here to celebrate this life-changing legislation making inflation, the Inflation Reduction Act, Inflation Reduction Act, so beautifully named for all that it does. You're a bald-faced liar, a liar. I mean, so beautifully named for all that it does, the Inflation Reduction Act. Really, she said that with a straight face, although to be fair, it's the only face she can make. There's a lot of plastic surgery involved and, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> But again, I'll give it to you one more time. Clip seven. And so many friends. What a thrill it is to be here to celebrate this life-changing legislation, making inflation, the Inflation Reduction Act, Inflation Reduction Act, so beautifully named for all that it does. That is offensive, and it is not true. It is offensive. It is offensive to your own self-respect 
if you sit here and are told that a bill that doesn't reduce inflation is changing people's lives for all that it does in fighting inflation. Yeah, it's changing people's lives. A lot of folks wanted to retire, and now they can't because they just wiped out the stock market. You know, it's changing people's lives. A lot of people don't have, you know, audits coming from the IRS, but now they do because we just added 87,000 agents to pay for a climate change bill we don't have the money for. But what you're watching is a straight-up messaging war. Here it is. Let me give you a little more. Clip eight. Mr. President, thank you for unifying and inspiring a vision of a stronger, fairer, safer future for all, for our children. Your extraordinary leadership has made this glorious day possible. I, that's an applause line. <laughs> Jill was applauding. Whoa. Who let Jeb Bush into the event? Please clap. <laughs> Do you remember that one? Great find by Josh, our audio engineer to the stars. Jeb Bush fam- had that famous line on the campaign where he's, and, on, and we're going to wash it, we're going to change the world. And everybody was like, and? Please clap. That was Pelosi yesterday. But why is she saying all of this ridiculousness? Joe Biden, we're so grateful for your leadership. Yo, they've driven the economy off a cliff. Here's Joe Biden, though. Yelling and screaming about how the American people won. Don't worry about inflation. Here it is. Clip one. The stock market doesn't necessarily reflect the state of the economy, as you well know. And the economy is still strong. Unemployment's low. Jobs are up. Manufacturing's good. So I think it's, uh, I think we're going to be fine. Are you worried about the inflation number, though, sir? No, I'm not. Because we're talking about one-tenth of one percent. And, you know, anyway. Stop lying to us. That's all they're doing is lying to you. Do you understand? Oh, the stock market doesn't reflect state of the economy. Okay, fine. Oh, let's just take him at his word. It's not entirely true. But the economy, are you ready for it? It shrunk for two consecutive quarters. Okay, inflation, are you ready for it? It's at a 40-year high, which means the economy is very bad. Okay, straight line. But here he is on the front lawn of the White House saying the American people won. Clip two. With this law, the American people won and special interests lost. Say it again. The American people won and special interests lost. Folks, we're going to lower prescription drug costs, lower health insurance costs, lower energy costs for millions of families. I'm going to take the most aggressive action ever, ever, ever to confront the climate crisis and increase our energy security ever in the whole world. The man is insane. He's not responsible for himself. Okay, he's not responsible. I mean, that's just whatever they're throwing into the prompter. Guy's just going to read the lines to get to the pudding cup. I just want the pudding cup. What do you need me to read? This whole presidency is an iTunes user agreement. They just tell him to scroll to the bottom and click I agree. That's what we're watching. All right, old man. Here's an inflation reduction. Scroll to the bottom, click I agree. Get out there and yell something about climate change and special interest. The Democrats love class warfare. They love saying things like, we're not helping the special interest. Yo, do you know how much money this bill gives in subsidies to the green energy companies that donate to Democratic causes? Do you know how much money this bill actually gives to pharmaceutical companies? Let's talk about it. Okay, if we're going to have an honest conversation, because here's the God's honest truth. I am thrilled that he capped the price of insulin, $35. Okay, but understand, Donald Trump previously capped the price of insulin at $35. Joe Biden let the legislation lapse. 
then re-signed it into law as part of this bill, and is now claiming he's the guy who did it. That's just how white folks will do you. I mean, these people, they are so full of But here's a little more, okay? Biden saying, we spend a lot, but we pay for it. Clip three. This fiscal year, a trillion five hundred billion dollar reduction in the deficit. So I don't want to hear it anymore about big spending Democrats. We spend, but we pay. Ladies and gentlemen, the last guy had this job. Well, let me put it this way. This bill finally delivers on a promise that I've made to the American people. Don't you have any respect for yourself? The answer is always no. There's no self-respect. Like, we're living in the death of shame. Okay, they spend, but they pay. We spend, but we... Yo, just so we're clear, this bill isn't paid for. The whole premise behind paying for this bill is that they've added 87,000 IRS agents, and they're going to go out and audit the pants off of the rich who don't pay their fair share. This based entirely, entirely on the class warfare premise that you can't be rich without being a criminal. So what they're selling their base is, oh, the rich are a bunch of crooks. And why do the Democrats think that way? Because a lot of them are a bunch of crooks. Okay, how many people do you know that work $170,000 a year jobs that have 30, 40, 50 million dollars in the bank from trading stocks? Not a lot. Okay, but they're not auditing the Democrats. They're not auditing people in Congress trading stocks. They're auditing you and me. Okay, why? Because they need to come up with money to pay this bill. When you go out and you audit the rich, oh, we're going to audit the rich. The rich, I've said it a million times, they have accountants, they have lawyers. They drag out these audits for years and even decades before they actually settle for a lot less than they owe. So in this moment where they say, oh, the bill's paid for, the whole premise is it's paid for by the expansion of the IRS. Okay, so if you're to take Biden at his word that this is paid for, which isn't true, you do need to acknowledge that it ultimately will be paid for. And you know it's not coming from the rich, okay? Which means when it comes to tax season, you and me are in a really bad spot. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here. But if there was ever any doubt about just how propaganda this all was, CNN, CNN of all places. CNN is the worst. Fine, but to their credit, they cut away from the celebration. Here it is, clip six. We've achieved more bipartisan agreement in these nearly two years in my presidency than anyone thought was even remotely possible when I entered office. So I thank the Republicans who stood up. Okay, you're listening there to President Biden at the White House. He's celebrating the passage of the Inflation Reduction Act. He says that he's been fighting Big Pharma for decades. Um, but there is this unfortunate split screen right now with the Dow taking a total beating down more than 1,200 points. And so it feels like uh, it's hard to be celebratory for some people in the crowd. That's the bottom line. Okay, how are you celebrating? The market's down 1,200 points. People are having their retirements wiped out. Inflation's at an 8.3% spike year over year. And Biden's like, we're changing the world for the better. Not even close. It is a messaging war. It is a messaging war between now and the midterms. Vote our way or you're a fascist. And oh, by the way, things are going really good right now. It's a straight messaging war. But let's hope and pray. This is not a political statement. This is a people are getting economically crushed by a bunch of calculating sociopaths that will do anything to preserve power. You have to hope in this little political game of Super Mario Brothers that when it comes time to vote, the Democrats run out of quarters.
Common sense from a not-so-sensible man. It's the compassion. It's the, it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the, it's the horse sense of the guy that gets you. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Fox News Radio On Demand on the Fox News app. Download the app and just click listen. When you swipe left, you can listen to your favorite Fox News talk shows live. Swipe right for the latest Fox News Radio newscasts on demand. Fox News Radio on the Fox News app. Download it today. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Guy you can hang out with in Iowa. I'm going to be in Ottumwa, Iowa. Come on. When you get into show business, these are the towns you dream of. Any idiot can play Vegas on a Saturday night, which I will be doing in November. But the real superstars, you go out to Ottumwa, man. You hang out. Tell some jokes to the scarecrows. Yo, those are my people. And if you're listening in Ottumwa, Iowa, do not think for a second I am mocking you. I love it out there. Get me the heck out of New York, where I'm surrounded by hobbits and time travelers and basically paying a gazillion dollars in property taxes to live in an outdoor restroom. It is disgusting. So you will find me a very happy person in Ottumwa, Iowa, Saturday night, October the 15th. If you want to go, tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Check it out. Right now, the show, the big show was at the White House yesterday. And you talk about a stampede of stupidity. Let me give you one more, okay, because this was so funny yesterday. Biden screaming and yelling about the uh, tripling the power of people and government as he's talking. The stock market is literally plunging. It to its worst finish since the pandemic. Do you remember the beginning of the pandemic when they were shutting down entire sectors of our economy and they had to halt trading because of the firewall they insert to stop a, a run on banks to stop an actual stampede that could trigger a depression? Well, as Biden screaming and yelling about how good he's doing yesterday, you're actually watching smoke turn into fire in the stock market. Here it is. Clip five. And this legislation is going to help us triple wind power, unleash American manufacturing to own the global market on electric vehicles. We're going to fight the environmental just for environment, environmental justice and create clean energy jobs and apprenticeships in frontline, fence line communities that have been smothered by the legacy pollution. You must be crazy. When are you going to stop believing in something that isn't true? Okay, do you remember when they killed the Keystone Energy Pipeline? And they told us, no, don't worry. You're all going to go out and get green energy jobs. Okay, that was a year and a half ago. Has anybody gotten one of those green energy jobs? The answer would be no. The point is, don't hold your breath over all this job creation he's promising you. Oh, the wind's going to blow. And what if it doesn't? The only thing that blows right now is this presidency. Out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton Withrow. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my name is Chad. His name is Jonathan. But you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you'll subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Got a busy day on the show today. As I said earlier, Judge Janine is going to be here in the House as well as Kennedy reacting to the propaganda effort being made at the White House yesterday where Joe Biden, Corrine Jean-Pierre, 
Nancy Pelosi all got on TV and said, we're driving down inflation. It's nothing more than white noise coming from the White House. Listen, man, a straight propaganda effort. I can't say this to you enough, and I'm in a good mood. It's Wednesday. I got My family's coming in to watch Gutfeld tonight. I'm going to be on Gutfeld with our little comedy elf, Greg Gutfeld. It's going to be wonderful. I mentioned it. I'll mention it a lot more. I need the ratings, baby. Look at me. Okay, but I'm in an otherwise good mood. But what went on yesterday, it was just so ridiculous. Again, straight clown stuff out of the White House. And Joe Manchin, of all people, remember that sellout? Okay, well, Joe Manchin was reacting to some news from Corinne Jean-Pierre. Remember the woman who was sent in to replace Jen Psaki? Psaki sucks. Kaylee was so much better. Well, here's Corinne Jean-Pierre batting leadoff in this particular race to the bottom. And uh, she tries to claim, you know, prices have been flat, inflation's under control, everything's going great. Come on, don't bullshit me. That's exactly what she's doing, clip nine. When you look at the data, the inflation data, uh, we're, we're seeing more progress bringing global inflation down in the U.S. economy, as I just stated moments ago. Overall, uh, prices have been essentially flat in our country these, these last two months. Uh, that is welcome news for American families. You told some of the biggest lies that I've ever heard of in my whole life. Yo, prices. Did you hear what she just said? Prices have been relatively flat in this country the last two months. Food prices were up 11.6% last month. I got a bad feeling about this. 11.6%. You know, food. The thing you need to survive it's up 11 percent so you understand we keep getting this adage man oh they're whistling past the graveyard in the white house inflation spiking as they celebrate inflation going down. they're whistling past the grave no you're not they're flat out giving the finger to the mourners is what they're not whistling past the graveyard they're climbing up the fence and saying hey you over there going through the tough time you That's what they're doing. That's what's going on. Okay, this woman willing to get on TV with a straight face and tell you that prices are flat. That is a fact check false. Yo, again, 11.6%. If you are feeding a family, if you are feeding one person, which if they eat like me, is like feeding a family. Let's be honest. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Well, it's worked out fine for me so far, so I'm not going to stop. But the point is, if you're feeding a family, it cost 11% more last month. Okay, based on where the numbers are right now as I talk to you, the average family is spending $460 more because of inflation. You understand? Okay, inflation is above 8%. It's at a 40-year high. And they're giving you a straight propaganda effort. Why? Because they're trying to win the midterms. Oh, we're fighting inflation. We passed climate reduction. Let's be clear. None of this climate change garbage does anything to actually help the environment. As I speak to you right now, the only thing the Democrats are offering as proof that man is even affecting the climate is a bunch of memes and people screaming and yelling at you that you're a murderer and you're going to kill Mother Nature. Excuse me. You're going to kill birthing person nature. How dare you? They don't have any stats. They don't have any numbers. Okay, again, when they try to sell you on the importance of climate change, I want you to understand this. Okay, Joe Biden was in Delaware this 
previous weekend. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. And while he was in Delaware, understand, he could have voted in the primaries. He did not. Instead, yesterday, okay, after that embarrassing Whatever the hell you want to call that spiking of the football at the White House. Again, you're you're dumping the Gatorade on yourself after losing the game. But yesterday when that ceremony was over, he flew back to Delaware so he could vote in last night's primary. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. So understand. Okay, Saturday he's in Delaware. Climate change, biggest issue in the world. Existential threat. So important that we need to pass a climate change bill under a different name. It's that, it's that urgent. We just got to shoehorn it in under fake inflation reduction because the world's on fire. We're dying. Don't forget, Kamala Harris said Republicans are downplaying climate change as the world is literally burning. Here it is. Clip 14. They downplay, even deny the impact of climate change as communities are literally on fire. What? We made the largest investment to combat the climate crisis in history and deliver on environmental justice for people everywhere. She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. Which is a much longer way of saying... Kamala's awful with her weird laugh. Ha-ha! Okay, Kamala Harris just said to you, Republicans are downplaying climate change as communities are literally on fire. You're not telling me the truth. Yo, is, is anyone seen... One of these reports, I I feel like this would be everywhere. Okay, we actually had a community on fire, let alone on fire from climate change. I feel like it would be getting a headline. I mean, I know it's a busy news week. They're burying the queen. You know, we've got all this other stuff going on. The FBI is raiding anybody who voted Republican in 2020. I understand there's a lot happening, but I feel like somewhere along the line, the Democrat-controlled media would have worked in maybe just a moving image of the community on fire because of climate change. That's true. That is true. Yo, I want to be clear. This entire administration is a scam. This is a scam. Communities are not on fire. You haven't seen them. I haven't seen them. She hasn't seen them. There's a reason she didn't name the specific communities that are on fire. But understand, this is what we're being told. Climate change. Ah, so bad. Communities are on fire. Yet at the same time, Joe Biden, who could have voted in Delaware this past weekend, skipped it so he could gas up Air Force One last night. And, you know, you can't go anywhere, whether it's to the airport in D.C., whether it's to the voting booth in Delaware. You can't go anywhere without gassing up 100 vehicles in a presidential motorcade. Have you ever seen a presidential motorcade? It's 100 vehicles. So 100 gas-powered vehicles and a jumbo jet got gassed up for a round-trip, one-hour flight to Delaware. Like, we're running errands, dude. Like, you're picking up your dry cleaning. That You know, again— Climate change, existential threat, we're all going to die. Communities are literally on fire. You don't understand how bad it's gotten. Democrats are so full of crap. Okay, and when we bring it back to inflation, the Inflation Reduction Act, the big bill, I want to give Brett Baer a lot of credit, man. Brett Baer, who anchors special report, is classy and as prestigious and as trusted as a news source as there literally is in the country right now. 
Okay, he had Joe Manchin on, and I love that he had Joe Manchin on. I love when he has anybody like that on from the Democratic side of the aisle because the truth is I'm not an activist, dude. I want both parties talking. One of the reasons the country is as screwed up as it is is because we do not compromise anymore. Why? Because we live in this era of weapons-grade rhetoric. Okay, you don't say I disagree. You say that guy's literally Hitler. You know, you don't say... Uh, I'm not sure about the Republican position on climate change. You say they're murdering the planet. They don't care if brown people die. That's what they do. That's the playbook. And so it's impossible for Democrats to justify any type of a compromise with Republicans because they've sold their base this ridiculousness that Trump is a Russian asset, that you're a fascist, that I'm a white supremacist. And so how can you go back to the base and say, but we're making a deal with these people? Okay, they can't justify it. The fact is, on the right, we're not selling hate. We don't hate these people. We think they're absurd. When the Democrats come at us with any one of these policies, we're going to defund the police. Okay, I can't hate somebody that's stupid. When the Democrats come at us and say, ah, the party's on, the country's on fire, I'm going to jump in my private jet now and go tell everybody to cut back on their emissions. I can't hate somebody that's stupid. These people are weapons-grade stupid. Okay, but Joe Manchin got a couple of sweet perks for his district, for his state anyway, in West Virginia. And so Joe Manchin voted for an Inflation Reduction Act. To his credit, Brett Baer had him on to discuss how he could justify doing such a thing and asked him, honestly, aren't you being a little disingenuous? By saying the Inflation Reduction Act will lower inflation when we all know it doesn't? <laughs> It'd be funny if it wasn't so sad. Here it is, clip 11. For people at home, we're talking yes. about the inside politics, right. about how to get these deals done. They look at what they're seeing at the table, and inflation is not slowing. And this CPI report was bad today. Brett, I said a year and a half ago, and no one paid attention to me, I said inflation is real. Inflation will cripple you. It'll bring you to your knees. And in the areas of the state or areas of the country that have people who are struggling every day to make ends meet, you throw another six, eight percent on top of everything else. It's almost, it's almost in, 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 impossible for but them to survive. But isn't it disingenuous to call this the, the Inflation not Reduction a, Act? Not. If we're looking at a CPI that actually goes up, it's the only thing that we have ever done that has a chance to really fight inflation. Well, that's the dumbest thing I've heard of. Get out of here and take your mother with you. Think about that. It's the only chance we have to. F I mean, I can't even say the words. It's the only thing we have to fight inflation. That was embarrassing. Yo, it doesn't fight inflation. The Congressional Budget Office, the Joint Committee, okay, on taxation. These are bipartisan groups, both of whom say inflation is going up. Because of this bill. You understand? You want to know why inflation's going up because of this bill, just so we're all on the same page? It's because the runaway spending in our government is the leading force behind inflation. That's what's going on. And they're adding more government spending. None of this is paid for. The justification for this bill is that, oh, well, we're adding 87,000 IRS agents. So we're going to. Get the rich to pay their fair share. Okay, this is all based on a class warfare fallacy that everyone who's rich is a criminal. 
Okay, and of course, members of Congress think that way because a lot of them are criminals. Okay, a lot of them go to Congress making $170,000 a year and somehow have $100 million in the bank. Yet they're bringing in the IRS to audit us instead of them? I think he's got a point. Okay, it's a scam. Okay, but what they're selling us is, oh, the rich are a bunch of criminals. We're going to bring in 87,000 IRS agents. We're going to eat the rich. This is all going to be paid for. Yo, the rich don't get a letter in the mail and say, oh, you're auditing me? Here's the money. Have a nice day. This stuff drags out for decades, years and decades. And they eventually reach a settlement with the IRS, and it's not even a tenth of what they owe. He knows what he's talking about. Okay, the rich aren't paying for this. So ultimately what that means is that you are. Just hold on to your pocketbook. They just put a lien on your money, your savings, and your retirement. That's where this is headed. So you have to understand in this moment, Joe Manchin's like, no, no, we're fighting inflation. They're not doing anything to fight inflation. The bill is not paid for. All they're trying to do, whether we're talking about student loan forgiveness, whether we're talking about this crazy climate change garbage because it doesn't stop climate change, all it does is create the appearance that they're doing something. So the wackos who vote Democrat based on climate change policies will go, huh, they're making an effort to save the world. I guess that makes me a superhero for voting for them. They're crazy. Oh, they're completely nuts. Okay, but the point is all of this is a scam. Inflation is not going down. Because of the Inflation Reduction Act, okay? Climate change is not going up because anything man is doing. If it was, believe me, Biden isn't running errands in a jumbo jet with a 100-car motorcade, okay? The only thing going up in this moment because of all of this activity are your taxes. Thanks, big government weenuses. It's America's number one radio lunch date. Get your hands out of my fries. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. My own damn fries. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Holding this country together, man. But it's, I'm telling you, it's... Even little old me, your little happy little radio cherubin. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Here's the other part of this Joe Manchin interview with uh, the great Brett Baer. Uh, it's just so fascinating because they're just straight lying to you. Okay, it's clip 12. But it's not reducing inflation. Well, if you put more product in the market, it makes sense that basically the more product you have in the market, the more reduction it should be. Right now, we're not putting a strain because supply and demand. So the more product we put, natural gas for home heating, for your utility bills, natural or gasoline at the pump, all this should reduce it. I mean. What an idiot. Let's really think about this, okay? Natural gas, natural gasoline at the pump. Right now, we have tapped into our strategic oil reserves, something that is meant for a war or an act of God. Okay, we're using that not because of a hurricane, which heaven forbid could still happen. It's hurricane season or an act of war. We're using it because of low poll numbers. No, no, no. You're doing it all wrong. All the way wrong. As Charles Payne was telling me yesterday, we are one named hurricane away from the potential disruption of our fuel supply of, you know, supplies getting to pumps, at which point you're looking at 7 or $8 gas. We're running that risk. Like, we're riding the rims right now, and we just haven't hit the pothole that would wipe out the vehicle. But one of the interruptions we have seen is Russia. Russia flat out saying to Europe, nah, we're shutting it off. 
Okay, everybody's sanctioning Russia. We got a war in Ukraine. Every celebrity in the world's flying over there to take a picture with Zelensky. Seriously, could I get that guy's work-life balance? I have like 30 minutes a night to watch the Yankees with my kid. I want the free time of a president at war in Ukraine. Every time I open up my phone, I meet another salad. Ben Stiller's here. Wow, Sean Penn came by. Look at this. Another delegation from the yes. It's unbelievable, this Zelensky guy. Even has time to work out. Look at the pecs on that guy. It's unbelievable. But the point is, with Russia shutting down supplies in Europe, something, by the way, Donald Trump had warned about literally three years ago. He said you can't, you know, when he was lecturing NATO allies about, you know, not paying their fair share for NATO, he's like, you can't expect me to supply your protection from Russia and then in the next breath you turn around and buy fuel from Russia. But that's exactly how geopolitics work. That's exactly how the globalists see it. Yeah, well, you're the worst. We're sanctioning you. But could you give us some gas, please? It's stupid. It's contradictory. But the point is when Manchin says, oh, there's more supplies, not more supply in the market. The only thing we've done is printed and spent more money. Again, the whole premise. This was Biden's clip earlier in the day today. Don't yell at us. We spend what we we pay. Hear it again. Clip three. This fiscal year, a trillion five hundred billion dollar reduction in the deficit. So I don't want to hear it anymore about big spending Democrats. We spend, but we pay. Ladies and gentlemen, the last guy had this job. Well, let me put it this way. This bill finally delivers on a promise that I've made to the American people. I mean, come on, Biden. You're a bald-faced liar. A liar. Okay, they, they don't pay. Okay, you pay. You understand? The whole premise here is that inflation's going up. And that those new IRS agents are going to recoup the costs of this bill. But again and again and again, the cost ain't coming from the rich people because they can afford to hire a lawyer. You can't. So get your money out. Get your checkbook out. Get a stamp and point it towards Washington, D.C. Because if it don't get there soon, you're going to get a fine to go with it. Pay up, suckers. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. We are fired up in this hour of Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Why? Because we're getting the band back together with Kennedy, host of Kennedy on the Fox Business Network. The woman who gave me my start in cable news. That's right. The first time I was doing uh, anything on the Fox platform was Kennedy's show on Fox Business. I had done a stand-up comedy set the night before at the Gotham Comedy Club. Somebody was like, hey, man, you want to come be on Fox? Her old booker, Andrew Heaton. And I was like, I I guess. And I showed up with a taxi, double parked outside of this big media behemoth, ran inside, uh, banged out a hit on Kennedy. On the way back out the door, I was like, I got to run you guys. My cab's waiting. And they were like, but there's nobody in it. And I was like, all right, well, here's where it gets really weird. (laughs) It's like my cab. But uh, anyway, this magical mystery tour of a drinking story I call a career rolls on with Kennedy, the woman who started it all. She will join us to discuss the propaganda effort made at the White House yesterday. We will also get into the weaponization of the DOJ, which is very much in full swing as we close in on the midterm elections. Mike Lindell, the MyPillow guy got raided yesterday. That can't be good. Okay, all told, they have raided 40 associates or supporters of Donald Trump. The MyPillow one really jumps off the page as weird. Like, you would think, if nothing else, considering Biden has spent 60% of his presidency sleeping in Delaware, they could have a soft spot for pillow producers. 
What's next? Are you going to go after the CEO of Depends? Like, come on, I didn't see that one coming. Uh, but yes, it's a really precarious time in our nation's 246-year history, mainly because we have never seen the DOJ internally, internally conspire to bring down a political enemy. I'm not telling you it hasn't happened. I'm sure it's been going on, you know, since the day we got started. But the fact that it's as brazen as it is in this moment, it is a little disconcerting. I got to be honest. okay? and, you know, they try to do this as a, a binary choice. Well, you're either all in the tank for Trump or you're all in on the FBI. It's possible that everybody's wrong. Do you understand? I can admit that. I don't know what Trump had. But the more we learn from this affidavit, it doesn't sound like the FBI did either, which means this raid sounds a little bit unjust. Okay, if we've never raided a political opponent in the 246-year history of the country, if we've never actually prosecuted somebody for having classified information at a presidential level, let alone a secretary of state level, then there's reason to be concerned, especially when you hear about 40 raids. Okay. yesterday, the magistrate judge, the guy's name is Bruce Reinhardt. He's the guy who signed off on the original warrant. Okay, he unsealed additional portions of the affidavit. I'm going to read you some of the data just so we can get onto the same page. I'm going to share you a little bit of sound, but make no mistake about it, man. As a guy who actually cares, this is bad for Democrats, not just bad for Republicans, you maniacs. Okay, you got to think in terms of the whole country. If this becomes the new status quo, then there's a world where the Democrats aren't in power anymore. And guess what? The Republicans are now using the DOJ on you. Understand, I said the same thing when they threw Trump off Twitter. Do you remember me saying to everybody back then, hey, you shouldn't be okay with big tech oligarchs being the gatekeepers of speech. Shouldn't be okay with that. Because one day there's going to be a new app everybody's on. It's not going to be owned by somebody your politics align with. And he could, in fact, decide your people aren't allowed onto the app. Your people in the run-up to an election can't share a story that's true and damaging to their preferred candidate. Your people won't have a voice in our democracy because of the whims of this big tech oligarch, which in this instance we now know because of Mark Zuckerberg that the FBI flat out came to Facebook and told them to be on the lookout for this Hunter Biden story and to kill it. Do you understand? That's what our Justice Department did. Our Justice Department interfered in our election. For all the yelling and screaming about, oh, Putin, Putin's interfering in the elections. Yo, if Putin did a tenth as much as the FBI did, every single one of us would be speaking Russian right now. True story. I admire your honesty. I hope so, because I'm <laughs> I'm in big trouble for saying this stuff. The government's going to jump all over your head, Jimbo. They jumped on everybody else's head. Let me give you some of the particulars, though, okay? We, we initially had 20 pages of this affidavit that were either, you know, fully redacted, significantly redacted. Basically, what we learned from the initial release of the affidavit is that somebody at the DOJ needed to go down to Staples and buy more black printer ink because they blew all of it redacting this, you know, portions of the memo. Okay, but what he released on Tuesday gives you a little more, just a little more details, okay? So what we now know is in addition to the 15 boxes of records that Trump provided to the National Archives and Records Administration, he also produced additional documents bearing classification markings in response to that grand jury subpoena. 
The affidavit states that since the 15 boxes were provided to NARA, which is the National Association of the Archives, additional documents bearing classified markings, which appear to contain NDJ and were stored at the premises in an unauthorized location, have been produced to the government in response to a grand jury subpoena directed at uh, the former POTUS's post-residential office and seeking documents containing further classification markings stored at the premises and otherwise under future uh, former POTUS control. So a lot of legalese. Okay, it also says the May 24th subpoena was seeking any and all documents or writings in the custody or control of Donald J. Trump and or the office of Donald J. Trump bearing classified markings. And according to the Associated Press, they have a report on the affidavit. They said they obtained a hard drive after issuing a subpoena for surveillance footage recorded inside Mar-a-Lago. And that footage likely pertains to the 50 to 55 boxes of records that were being kept in Mar-a-Lago's storage room. Okay, so understand... Okay, right now what we're dealing with is, hey, we want to see every document you have. We also have a report out from his attorneys saying Trump had no idea there were additional classified documents at Mar-a-Lago other than the ones in the storage room. But that doesn't square with additional reporting that says the FBI did, in fact, find some classified documents in Trump's top drawer with his own, own handwriting on them. Now, understand that reporting for all intents and purposes, is the DOJ leaking it to a newspaper. And when you hear an anonymous source has the goods on Trump, 99 times, point 99 times, point 99 times out of 100, wrong. it's wrong. Okay, we've heard this a billion times. So we're in a tough spot, okay, a very tough spot, because the Justice Department does appear to be weaponized against a political opponent. And it's no coincidence that Biden is making MAGA fascism the centerpiece of his midterm strategy. They're fascists. They're a threat to our democracy. Keeps telling you that at every campaign appearance. Every time they wheel him out there, set up the teleprompter and say, you know, what do you got, Joe? He says, well, the MAGA, fascism, you know, stuff like that. But the God's honest truth is, you know, and I've told you this a million times, the reason they keep talking about MAGA, as you know, is they don't want to talk about themselves. But at some point, okay, the public does get to this place where, you know, they might like, oh, maybe something called proof. Put up or shut up. The way they're buying themselves time is by leaking these additional details. Oh, we heard it was the nuclear codes. And then everybody's like, wow, I guess he's selling our nuclear codes. You believe this guy? And then that fizzled out. And they're like, oh, we heard it was somebody else's nuclear codes. And the media's like, wow, there's somebody else's nuclear. Can you believe this guy? And now that that hasn't gone anywhere, we got, oh, well, uh, uh, his his handwriting, it looks like he was, you know, when you draw a square and then you draw another square and then you make it third dimensional. Well, there was one of those. There There was one of those on one of these pieces of paper that he had coming in the, you know, the. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. It's really hard to take it at face value. And when you see that they're now raiding the MyPillow guy, what you got to understand is this is all being sold as justifiable. Why? Why? That's the question. And according to the FBI, according to Biden, the semi-fascists, okay, according to the January 6th committee, which, by the way, is back on September 28th, they now space it out like it's seasons. It's like it's a series of The Crown. Well, season two's over, so uh, we got to get the cast together. we got to film another season. We'll be back on Netflix in a year and a half. Think about that. The January 6th committee just took a break for the summer like it was a TV show. Why? 
because it's a TV show. That's exactly what it is. They hired an ABC producer to sell you on these threats to our democracy. Here's a newsflash. Nobody's getting out of bed right now worried about January 6th, not with inflation, crime and the border where they are. Nobody actually cares, but they're trying to force this on you as if you're all under attack. Why are you under attack? Because according to them, not accepting the results of an election is, is seditious treason, okay, is something you should die in prison for doing. The reason a lot of us can't buy it is because we paid attention during the three years where the Democrats did exactly what they're accusing the Republicans of. Okay, again, the MyPillow guy produced a documentary saying somebody hacked voting machines, the election was stolen. Okay, well, if that gets an FBI raid, where's the raid on these people? I continue to think that our voting machines are too vulnerable. In 2018, electronic voting machines in Georgia and Texas deleted votes for certain candidates or switched votes from one candidate to another. The biggest seller of voting machines is doing something that violates Cybersecurity 101, directing that you install remote access software, which would make a machine like that, you know, a magnet for fraudsters and hackers. These voting machines can be hacked quite easily. You could easily hack into them. It makes it seem like all these states are doing different things, but in fact, three companies are controlling this. There are a lot of states that are dealing with antiquated machines. Right. Which are vulnerable to being hacked. Workers were able to easily hack into an electronic voting machine. It was possible to switch votes. Forty three percent of American voters use voting machines that researchers have found have serious security flaws, including back doors. We know how vulnerable now our systems were. We know I know that hackathon that took place last year where virtually every machine was broken into fairly quickly. I actually held a demonstration for my colleagues here at the Capitol um, where we brought in um, folks who, before our eyes, hacked election machines, um, those that are not, those that are being used in many states. Kamala is a lying sociopath, fact-checked. So understand, okay, this raid on Mar-a-Lago, this raid on the my pillow guy, This raid on the other 38 people connected to Donald Trump is being justified by the premise that anyone who challenges an election is a threat to our democracy. They cannot be walking the streets if we're going to keep the peace with these election deniers. It's the big lie. That's what they tell you. Oh, the big lie. Saying an election was stolen. That's the big lie. Well, did anybody tell these people? As I've been telling candidates who have come to see me, You can run the best campaign, you can even become the nominee, and you can have the election stolen from you. Do you agree that Donald Trump is, in effect, not a legitimate president? I think that there's no question that the process that elected him was not legitimate. The president-elect, although legally elected, is not legitimate. Donald Trump is an illegitimate president. I think the interference, although not yet quantified, uh, if fully investigated, would show that Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. So do you believe President Trump is an illegitimate president? Based on what I just said, which I can't retract. (laughs) (laughs) Trump knows he's an illegitimate president who got illegitimate foreign help. Get her out. Get her out of here. I mean, listen to that. Okay, that's a former president, Jimmy Carter, telling you the election was stolen. That's Hillary Clinton telling you the election was stolen. Okay, it's an MSNBC host telling you the election was stolen. What do all these people have in common? They want you to believe Donald Trump should be in jail for saying an election was stolen. Think about that. This is a problem, Democrats. This is not a Republican problem. It's an American problem. 
Okay, the Department of Justice is raiding Republicans for doing exactly what the Democrats did. Okay, under the justification, well, but January 6th got so violent, you know, it's different, you know, so, oh, hey, oh, come on. There's a two-tier justice system in play right now. That's the concern right now. And you understand if this is the banana republic we're going to live with, it's only a matter of time before the shoe's on the other foot. We said this with Twitter again and again and again. Everybody was like, oh, Twitter is a private company. Let them do what they want. And then Twitter was like, we're selling to Elon Musk. And the Democrats are like, no, come on, you can't do that. He's a white supremacist, they said, while they charged up their Teslas. I mean, really think about that, Democrats. Right now, Twitter's now suing Elon Musk to buy the company, at, which means at some point we might actually have free speech on Twitter. Okay, there's a whistleblower who testified on Capitol Hill yesterday that Twitter was not only infiltrated by foreign operatives, but 4,000 of their employees had the capacity to dox Republicans, throttle their tweets, reveal their private information, make it public, okay, and weaponize, okay, not only censors against them, but all forms of political activism from people who might want to do them harm. Yo, there is a really bad thing going on right now, and it shouldn't be acceptable to you if you're a Democrat unless you're willing to accept it when the Republicans are doing it right back to you. That's the problem we have right now. Okay, Democrats don't think because everybody is a prisoner of the moment. Everybody just wants to pay off whatever emotion they're feeling. Republicans are bad. Well, anything we want because they're bad. Break every law. Throw every norm out the window. Screw it. Don't worry about it coming back to me today. Immediacy, convenience, my smartphone. I'm used to getting what I want now. Now. And no one's thinking about a world where the shoe could be on the other foot. But if this is the way we're going to do business, Democrats, let me just go ahead and say this to you now, because you're going to get out of bed one day where the shoe's on the other foot. And I'm going to say it then, so I'll say it now. Critics have spoken. Well, that was different. Yep, lousy, but different. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Going to be on Gutfeld tonight with my man Greg Gutfeld. Uh, that is 11 o'clock Eastern Standard on the old television. Tomorrow... I'm getting back with the queen of daytime, Harris Faulkner. She can't wait to have me on. That is offensive, and it is not true. Whatever. Well, I'm excited to be there. Uh, that's 1145 on the East Coast. And uh, I will be doing a little Fox business tomorrow night with the great Dagan McDowell, who loves me to the moon and back. That is balderdash and hogwash. and mm-hmm. It is a tough crowd today. All right, let's just get that out of the way. Uh, but the point is, the two top-line thoughts. Okay, the FBI is raiding anybody who has ever thrown on a MAGA hat. This is madness. And you can tell me, oh, well, they, you know, they challenge the results of an election. Fine. If that is the standard, lock up every Democrat. Lock them all up. If you want to do, if this is the game we're going to play, fine. You're going to raid Mar-a-Lago? Raid everybody else. Okay? I understand. This is an FBI that covered for that dirtbag, child-molesting gymnastics coach, Larry Nasser for years. Didn't raid his house. Didn't do anything. We come to find out he man was literally sexually assaulting hundreds of underage girls. Hundreds. FBI knew about it for years. Any raid? The answer would be no. 
And I'm not trying to do whataboutism. If Trump broke the law in a way that endangered my safety, Lincoln's safety, Jenny's safety, and not so much about her family, but Jenny's safety, lock him up. I don't care. This is not what I do. Okay, but everybody just comes at you with like, oh, you're some kind of Trump shill. No, no, no. Hey, ho. My shill is America. I will show for America because we're better than this. This is disgusting. A two-tier justice system in play as we speak. Again, what are they what are they rating these people for? Oh, because they showed up January 6th at the election was stolen. Okay. I don't think it's a good move by them. But if that is the standard for arrests, everybody going to jail. It's gonna be crowded. Luckily for the Democrats, none of the DAs keep people in prison anymore, so you'll be back out in an hour. But the point is, you're going to be taking a perp walk if this is the way we do things. It is so crazy. And if you think it's okay, you're part of the problem. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. It's America's life coach. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. We are so fired up to talk to this next guest. Uh, She celebrated a birthday last Thursday, which means her staff is just sobering up now. If I know anything about the Kennedalia staff, host of Kennedy on the Fox Business Network, maker of the strongest cocktail in America. Kennedy back in studio. Hey, girl. And they've been known to say, wow, this is so good I can hardly taste the club soda. (laughs) That's so I, weird. Like, all of a sudden, since last Thursday, everyone wants to work remotely. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, they're either <laughs> still in the hospital or at rehab. Dude, you know your drinking's bad when you get thrown out of a Zoom cocktail party? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we got to mute you. We got to mute you. We can't have you in here. Good to see you. Uh, I ran into Neil Cavuto a few minutes ago, our mutual friend. And it, I love Neil Cavuto. And I know you do as well. And for Neil Cavuto, who said to me yesterday, he said that that was propaganda on the White House lawn, which Neil is very measured in his analysis. Yes. But was that not propaganda? Absolutely. And it's disgusting and it insults people's intelligence. It's incredibly insensitive. Weird. It's like, yeah, the Inflation Reduction Act. We are doing this, everybody. Meanwhile, inflation is the highest it's been since 1979. Yeah, yeah. 1979 was retro in 1992. Yeah. Like, that's a long, long time ago. Like, it's one thing to whistle past the graveyard. It's another to climb the wrought iron fence and give the mourners the finger. Yeah. That's kind of what we watched. Yeah. I'm not happy. It's it's absolutely, it's so insensitive. And I don't understand what they're doing, but they're just they're they're going all in on the propaganda and the misdirect. I guess you know what I think it is. Is my theory? I have a lot of theories. Mm. You know, Jimmy, we do yeah, you know, right. all yeah. kinds of pills and stuff floating around the studio. You don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know what's in there. <laughs> no idea. Has Jimmy been a good boy? That's what his producer comes and says in between breaks. Who's been a good boy? <laughs> Petting the tummy. Who gets a yum yum? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's not a snack. That's a capsule. I actually. It's like a thousand milligrams of horse tranquilizer. <laughs> Should he be doing this right now? The answer is usually no, but we get by. You build yeah, up a tolerance. Right. You build up a tolerance. Is where nobody <laughs> talks about it. Nobody talks about it. Um, I think. I think there was an internal calculation where they were like, all right, the midterms are coming. A lot of the stuff isn't working, so we can't really run on that. And I think somebody was like, what if, but what if we tell them it is? Like, it seems to be that they're just trying to sell people on the idea that it's going well. So this is what it's like. Mm-hmm. Um, I had friends, a married couple, and they would make out in public constantly. Oh, I get They it. could not keep their hands off of each other. Mm-hmm. But when they got home, horrible <laughs> marriage, 
didn't talk to each other, slept in separate bedrooms. No body congress, no marital relations of any kind. But the second they got out, they they could not. And and so everyone just assumes like things are going great. So that's that's what the administration is doing. You nailed like, it. They're they're Corinne Jean Pierre and the president are just like just all over each other. Susan Rice is in there inserting herself where no one really needs her to be. But you know, it's like when the doors slam shut when they're all inside the White House. They hate each other. They know everything is going horribly. And this is a very strange version of panic mode. Yeah, well, that is so spot on. Kennedy is in studio. You know those celebrity couples that leak their whereabouts to the paparazzi so they can canoodle at a restaurant. Same thing. Yeah. Oh, they're all over it. They couldn't keep their hands off each other. They, were, they shared a dessert <laughs> and shared a PDA. And you're right. You kind of nailed it. It's all, but it is. It's so weird to watch like real propaganda. Um, and, but, but I feel like I'm watching it. Like even the James Taylor thing. I have a theory. Like James Taylor's a little old. He might have just thought he was husking in the park and all of a sudden they surrounded him. Busking. What, busking. That's what I meant. What did I say? Husking? Yeah. Listen, this is a yeah, long he's, week. He's taking He's corn. a washer. He's a husky. He's a husky. He roots for the huskies. <laughs> you know, we're on in Nebraska. He listens yeah, to right. a corn husker. No more Scott Frost. It's all James Taylor. <laughs> it's all Coach James Taylor. Hey, he couldn't do a worse job than Scott Frost. <laughs> That's true. And the guy he's seen fire and rain. He can play in the elements. There's a guy to coach you want in the, in the big whatever the hell it's called now. The Big Ten has 71 teams. Can we talk about this? Anyway, Kennedy's in studio. You're an expert on the queen. Answer me this theory. Mm. Okay. She's oh. still alive. <laughs> Very much so. The queen didn't kill herself. This is unbelievable. Uh, Prince Harry is a foot taller than his dad, and he's a ginger. Someone said to me today when we were watching the procession that there is a story. I don't know the story. I'm not as far into the crown as maybe you might know some people who are. And I don't mean mm. to signal you out for the fact that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen every episode, every episode, at least 15 times. And she Rosetta Stones it. She watches it in other languages. She's now fluent in 71 languages because of the crowd. I, I have to tell you, the love scenes in Burmese are so moving. <laughs> well, I was told there was a, another love scene involving Princess Diana that didn't make the show that might be responsible for Harry being a foot taller than his dad than a ginger. They've said that, but Is as that he ages, I think he looks he more looks like, like his dad. Okay, yeah. I just thought it was good and reckless she's tall. He, he looks exactly like... Does he? Uh... Earl Spencer, you know, Diana's... The Duke of whatever. Yeah, yeah. naughty brother. He was like, oh, here's the funeral. We're going to raise these boys. We're going to pluck them out of the palace. Never to be seen in public again. <laughs> well, I, listen, I had to ask you, you know, because the only thing I know about Duke is Mike Krzyzewski. You know, like the Duke of... <laughs> Christian Leitner. <laughs> yeah, Bobby Hurley. Oh, co- uh, Christian Leitner, what a, what a time that was. I just assumed when I got to MTV mm-hmm. that I would be dating Christian Leitner. It didn't occur to me... That hot guys thought I was weird. <laughs> Found that out the hard way. But you know a what? A bunch. Well, you know what? A lot, a lot of hot guys, though, looking back, they realize they did miss out, though, because the weird are the fun ones till they show up at your house on Christmas Eve on the front lawn. <laughs> so we were together. <laughs> and now you got a real problem. Yeah. But there's those other 364 days of the year where you're magical. The weird girl? <laughs> People don't know that. Yes. I keep trying to tell them. I keep knocking on Dan Quayle's door. Mr. (laughs) Vice President, you're still my vice president. I would have certified your election. (laughs) Kennedy, actually the inspiration for the original Lock Her Up chant. Here she is in politics. Proud of that. Really wild. Uh, They raided the MyPillow guy. I thought that was a little nuts. I would just think Biden has an affinity for pillows. I like like that he he pulls up to... I don't know, razzle dazzle, like whatever, yeah. whatever. Uh, fast, it was a Hardee's, yeah. yeah. And they just, the nature just reaches into his car and takes his cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. He's, pl- 
playing Candy Crush or, yeah. you know, looking up some obscene like, theory about now you, something. Now you got no phone. How about that? Now you're going to pay for that malted, it's so, sir. Yeah, I guess you won't be ordering on the app today. Unbelievable. <laughs> Talking to the K-Train. But it is it is crazy that, you know, obviously from what we know, okay, you know, everybody who denied the election is the subject of a raid. Now, who knows what they have in their possession? I don't know. So I'm not giving anybody a free pass. But it reads a little two-tiered because I play a lot of montages of, like, literally Democrats, top-level Democrats, being like, oh, no, they hacked the voting machines in 2016. I have a clip we just played of Kamala saying, it was so easy to hack the machines, my staff hacked the machines just to show how easy it was to hack the machines. We played, did we not play that clip, Josh? We can dig it up. I will play it for you. Let me just play this. Just react to this. This is bananas. But this is what goes on, K-Train. This is not one of my Jimmy Fallon fun fact theories. Here's a host of Democrats. Kamala is the closer. I continue to think that our voting machines are too vulnerable. In 2018, electronic voting machines in Georgia and Texas deleted votes for certain candidates or switched votes from one candidate to another. The biggest seller of voting machines is doing something that violates Cybersecurity 101, directly install remote access software, which would make a machine like that, you know, a magnet for fraudsters and hackers. These voting machines can be hacked quite easily. You could easily hack into them. It makes it seem like all these states are doing different things, but in fact, three companies are controlling this. There are a lot of states that are dealing with antiquated machines. Right. Which are vulnerable to being hacked. Workers were able to easily hack into an electronic voting machine. It was possible to switch votes. Forty three percent of American voters use voting machines that researchers have found have serious security. Is that Rudy Giuliani talking? Including (laughs) back doors. We know how vulnerable now our systems were. We know. I know that. Hackathon that took place last year, Hackathon. where virtually every machine was broken into fairly quickly. Sale? I actually held a demonstration for my colleagues here at the Capitol, um, where we brought in um, folks who, okay. before our eyes, hacked election machines. Um, those that are not, those that are being used in many states. So the whole, you know, nobody really talks about it. Well, maybe we should be confronting both sides. That's what I this. mean. That's all I'm saying. So maybe the conclusion is perhaps voting machines. Not the best mechanism for recording votes. How about it? And the point I'm trying to make is when you I and mean, I— Remember Dangling Chad? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, never mind. That was a guy in my search category. Never mind. Let's not conflate your OnlyFans with your Fox Business show. We're 30 seconds out. Uh, you're the greatest. Jim, this has been the highlight of my day. Watch Fox Business tonight as many times as she watches The Crown. That's 71 I episodes. I dare you. <laughs> Talk after this. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. You can watch me tonight on Gutfeld. Greg Gutfeld and I getting the band back together on the highest rated late night show in America. That's so crazy to me. And a lot of these things I point out, like, oh, I'm on Greg, I'm on Tucker. I used to drive a cab. I do that because I'm hoping to inspire somebody listening to understand that if I can do this, you can literally do anything. So the whole point of America is anybody can be anything. And coming through the microphone into your speakers right now is that living, breathing proof. And I only say this stuff because there's so much defeatism being sold everywhere we look in our politics. Oh, we're systemically racist. Eat the rich. 
Anyone who said 2020 was stolen should die in prison. I don't know. It's weird. Okay, I said it before. I said it again. If we're going to raid everybody who said an election was stolen, how are any of these folks still walking around? As I've been telling candidates who have come to see me, you can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. Do you agree that Donald Trump is, in effect, not a legitimate president? I think that there's no question that the process that elected him was not legitimate. The president-elect, although legally elected, is not legitimate. Donald Trump is an illegitimate president. I think the interference, although not yet quantified, uh, if fully investigated, would show that Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. So do you believe President Trump is an illegitimate president? Based on what I just said, which I can't retract. (laughs) (laughs) Trump knows he's an illegitimate president who got illegitimate foreign help. That was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire, inside a train wreck. Understand, okay, what is the big justification for all of these FBI raids? Okay, oh, they said the election was stolen. You can't say an election was stolen. Here they are, every high-ranking Democrat out there telling you the election was stolen in 2016. It's why you can't take it seriously, but also why you should be very concerned with the two-tier justice system we're watching play out in this country. It's disgusting. Okay, but aside from all of the superficial stuff that's going on in our politics— And all this insane infighting for power, the fact does remain. You yourself, do not be distracted. If you have a goal, go to work. Work a little harder. Work a little smarter. And just keep tunneling away. You can do whatever you want in this country. Don't let any of what's going on in Washington affect you. So many of the emails I read, if you go to the Fox Cross America Facebook page, we correspond with each other. So many of the emails I read you know, or about people getting beaten down. Yo, Jimmy, inflation. I was retired. I'm not in retired anymore. Okay, I was going to retire. Now I've got to work another 10 years. Okay, long story short, I get a thousand emails a day saying Biden sucks. Okay, and one of the reasons he sucks the way he does is because they're selling you defeatism. We live in a land of opportunity. Everyone in the world is trying to get here. Yet the people in charge I'm like, no, no, it sucks. It's the worst. We're oppressed. You don't have a shot. What are we even doing? Okay, that's what you're dealing with. So if you hear me self-promoting too much or check me out on this show, check me out on that show, it's a reminder that you can do it too. Maybe not this. I think I've ruined the market for fat people on cable news. They're all, all the makeup people are just exhausted. They're like, no, you know, no, we're not, we're not powdering another talking ham so we can go on Gutfeld. But the point is anything else you want to do, you can do. I mean, even you can do this. But the point is, I, again and again and again, there's a redundancy to this message, but there's a reason behind it. And the reason behind it is it's so hard to feel good about the country with what we're watching play out especially as it pertains to, say, the southern border. We're going to be talking about that with Judge Janine in the next break. And Judge Janine is so excited to come on with me. You don't have a clue. All right, whatever. Well, I still feel good about it. And the point is, okay, for the 85th billionth time, when it comes to the southern border, it's another erosion of what it means to be a citizen in this country. Your rights as a citizen, as a legal tax-paying citizen, are now being bestowed upon people who came here illegally, okay? Understand that. That's not right. Okay, and whether we're talking about 
you know, stimulus money, whether we're talking about vaccine mandates that apply to you and not to them. The American citizen over and over and over again keeps taking a back seat to other people, to other things, whether it's the interest of the administration where, you know, I know you're getting crushed by inflation. We've got a 35 year spike in the murder rate. But more importantly, what's the weather going to do in 40 years? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Kept a couple of rich white people who have a guilty conscience about how prosperous their lives are. So they make peace with it by convincing themselves that they're saving the world. That's what climate change is. A lot of people like a Harrison Ford who get paid to fly pretend spaceships for a living have a hard time making peace with how lucky they are. So they're like, I've got it. I'll save the world. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to change anything about my lifestyle, but I'll tell enough people to get out there and save the world that it'll offset what I'm doing wrong. Bingo. That's all it is, man. I'm telling you because I care. And in this moment where everyone's interests matter but yours, okay, you need to know that if you get out there and you do you, boo, as I always say, you know, you go out and invest in your own mission, you're still going to get where you want to go. Because here's a newsflash. They're selling so much government dependency and laziness and defeatism that most people you know in whatever job you happen to work in aren't going that hard. They're not, they're really not going that hard. You know, whatever the industry happens to be, you know, I can tell you I haven't worked in stand-up, I can tell you I haven't worked, you know, here in cable news, I've written for TV. You quickly find out no matter what the job happens to be, where you're a bartender, you know, whatever you do, you deliver stuff for a living, you work in nursing, you're a teacher, whatever you happen to do, 80% of the people in any given field are doing the bare minimum that will allow them to hold on to their job. in every field. So the people who actually show up willing to go hard have a much easier time getting ahead than you might even realize because you're not really going up against much competition. You're going up against a lot of laziness, a lot of indifference to the mission. So if you yourself is like, yeah, I'm doing this, okay, you'd be surprised with just how much you'll actually wind up at the end of the day doing. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? And you understand in this moment of, you know, maximum strength government dependency. Oh, you need the government to pay your loans. Oh, the child care. Some of that's on the government now. It's infrastructure. Yo, infrastructure used to be, understand, bridges, tunnels, roads, airports. Now infrastructure falls under the umbrella of anything that will get you to vote Democrat. I admire your honesty. Well, will the student loan help you vote Democrat? All right, here's a student loan. Okay. Uh, you know, climate change. All right, here's a, some stupid climate change investment. Does nothing to the environment. That's what they're doing. Okay. Here's a stimulus check. Oh, you came into the country illegally. Uh, we'll waive the vaccine mandate. No big deal. Here's a stimulus check. We'll head you up to some new town. Start your life. Hopefully come back and vote Democrat a little while later. Okay, that's the God's honest truth. We are living in a moment where you don't matter. You matter to me, and you need to matter to yourself. Because when it comes to the people that are actually running this country, okay, their message to you is a pretty simple one. Welcome to the Biden administration. Home to the new slogan, America Last. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Hey, hey, hey. We are back in action, getting ready for a big hour of Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. I know we made a lot of 
big promises that the gray pumpkin was going to fly over in this hour. Judge Janine was going to be here. The best of the absolute best. She was dying to come on my show. You don't have a clue. As it turns out, <laughs> that is the truth. Uh, the great pumpkin with a scheduling conflict uh, will not be joining us in this hour. You blockhead! I figured you'd take that hard, but I just saw the judge in the hallway, and we're going to be rescheduling this rather quickly. Uh, the judge, uh, of course, has her own ra- radio show uh, here in New York. I was just a guest on it this past week. Uh, we did the five together this past week. And uh, her and I have become fast friends since we filmed the 4th of July special here for Fox News. We went to Cody Island, rode the roller coasters together, and uh, we had, you know, an out-and-out, just an amazing time. That is a lie. But the point is, okay, I do love the judge, and uh, she is going to be, actually is going to be on the show really soon. I'm making fun of myself to make this interesting. But the thing we were supposed to talk about uh, was Kamala Harris. Uh, Kamala Harris, of course, uh, made a comment to Chuck Todd over the weekend with a straight face, with a straight face, that the border was secure. That's what she said. Oh, the border's secure. You're alive. Even Chuck Todd was like, yo, Kamala, I don't know if I can help you out there. But the reason this is significant, okay, is because yesterday, Brett Baer had Joe Manchin on the show. Joe Manchin from West Virginia, who somehow tried justifying the Inflation Reduction Act, even though it doesn't reduce inflation. Let's play that one more time. It's clip 11. For people at home, we're talking about the inside politics, about how to get these deals done. They look at what they're seeing at the table, and inflation is not slowing. And this CPI report was bad today. I said a year and a half ago, and no one paid attention to me, I said inflation is real. Inflation will cripple you to bring you to your knees. And in the areas of the state or areas of the country that have people who are struggling every day to make ends meet, you throw another six, eight percent on top of everything else. It's almost it's almost in, 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 impossible. For but isn't survive. it disingenuous to call this the, the Inflation not Reduction have Act a, if we're looking at a CPI that actually goes up? It's the only thing that we have ever done that has a chance to really fight inflation. You were lying your ass off. Okay, the Congressional Budget Office, the Joint Committee on Taxation, says it does not. It does not fight inflation. In fact, it drives up inflation. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? I'll tell you, we're engaged in a messaging war. Between now and the midterms, the Democrats made an internal calculation that they're just going to tell people things are going good. Forget the 40-year high in inflation. Forget the border. Forget the crime. Forget the fentanyl. Okay, things are going good. We know they're going good because we said they're going good. That's what they're doing. Here is Kamala over the weekend telling us the border is secure. Now, I want you to understand how much of an insult to your intelligence this happens to be. Okay, we're on pace for 2 million people to cross our southern border at a time when the illegal fentanyl crossing the border is the leading killer of adults in this country. Okay, Kamala Harris with a straight face says the border's secure. Okay, this is sociopathic if you believe it. The truth is they don't believe this. They know better. They just made an internal calculation. What do we do between now and the midterms? Do we apologize? Do we say we'll do better? Or do we flat out just lie and say, hey, oh, we got this under control? Okay, Kamala decided to say they had it under control. Why'd she do that, Jim? Why'd she do that, Jim? Because she's a clown. (laughs) This is clip 23. Would you call the border secure? The border is secure. 
But we also have a broken immigration system, in particular over the last four years before we came in, and it needs to be fixed. We're going to have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure? We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. But there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix, given the deterioration that happened over the last four years. I mean... Don't you have any respect for yourself? None. None at all. None at all, Kamala Harris. The border's secure because it's a priority. In, in securing it as a priority, that makes it secure. No, it doesn't. My number one priority, number one priority in 11th grade was to hook up with Cindy Crawford. That was my number one priority. Hubba, hubba. But that doesn't mean I did it. You understand? This is a scam. People are dying. So Joe Manchin, who was in a full-throated lie about the Inflation Reduction Act when Brett Baer, still to his credit had the presence of mind to say that Kamala Harris was completely full of Here it is, clip 24. Put your politics aside. If you're mad at me or whatever, take me out of this equation. The bottom line is you have a piece of legislation in front of you that's been passed. Permitting is something we've always tried to do, all of us together. And I've been there with you. And why can't we look at that? We got a chance, and then it'll, ha- it'll never happen again. Not in the next decade, maybe not in my lifetime. They'll ever get a chance to pass permitting. Because usually Democrats have not supported permitting reform. This is one time they benefit by it and they see it, but still yet there are some, there are some reluctant, no matter any situation, to do anything that looks like it might help Fossil. I think we, we played you the wrong clip. This is Joe, the Joe Manchin special report, Josh. I, t- I, don't even, I was lost in that conversation. I was listening. I'm like, Jimmy, screw, I, I'm gonna, it's Manchin. He's on special report. I'll read you the verbate. And he says Kamala Harris says the border is secure. Is it secure? Manchin says she's dead wrong on that. And I have said this if we don't secure it. I voted every time for the wall, but we need the wall. A lot more technology, more agents. The 2013 immigration bill was still the best piece of legislation, I think, that we've ever had before us. We couldn't get it passed through the Republican House at that time because of some politics involved there. And the amnesty. People were, you know, shouting the word amnesty. That piece of legislation would have corrected everything we have going wrong. But for anybody, the vice president, anybody says our borders are secure, that is not accurate. I have been there. It's wrong. Okay, that's Joe Manchin flat out saying Kamala's lying when she says it was secure. But that did not stop Corrine Jean-Pierre from getting out there and just lying her face off. Like whoever put this in the binder, you know, because she doesn't speak off the top of her head about anything. She's, you know, she doesn't know the gig. She can't do the gig. She's a diversity hire. They wanted a, a black woman to fill the role who happened to be a lesbian, which is wonderful. Um, <laughs> I'm not, listen, I'm not saying a bad word about it. I'm just saying if, you're, if the goal is we need a black lesbian in the White House press secretary, great. Get one that knows what they're doing. That's all. I'm not opposed to it. But you got to get one that knows what her do- what she's doing. This is embarrassing. Here she is, okay, trying to make the case that they're taking unprecedented action to secure the border, and she goes as far as to say they're doing more than Republicans. This is clip twenty-five. Over the weekend, the vice president said that the border is secure, but we're on track to close the fiscal year with two million encounters, breaking last year's record. Last month, in the last month alone, fentanyl seizures are up two hundred percent. Uh, and we're on pace to break that record also this year. So how is the border secure? So uh, 
we see record seizures of uh, of fentanyl uh, at the border so we're actually catching uh, fentanyl before it enters the country so that's how uh, we see that look uh, as far as the border we're taking unprecedented action you gotta do better than that we're taking unprecedented action did she actually tell us what that means the answer would be no no, they're not taking unprecedented action. Again, it's the leading cause of death in this country, dude. It's bad. Okay, so here she comes telling us about how Mexico's chipping in and we're doing more, but it's the Republicans. Listen to this. It's clip 26. We've got Mexico uh, to agree to pay $1.5 billion uh, to improve border processing and security through smart, proven border management solutions. And the president brought 20 world leaders together to collectively manage uh, migration flows across Western Hemisphere. Compare that to the Trump administration, which largely just tried to build a wall, an ineffective wall, uh, along the border and couldn't even finish that in four years. Uh, We're certainly... Uh, doing a lot more to secure the border and could be doing even more if Republicans would stop their obstruction. What you just said is a disgrace. So you understand, it's Republican obstruction if they don't vote for Democratic bills. But in that same breath, she said, oh, Trump couldn't even fill the, fill, you know, finish the wall in four years. Why couldn't they finish the wall in four years? Because of Democratic obstruction. Okay, they shut down the government over this. They refused to fund the United States government over a wall, a wall that works, by the way. Here is Joe Biden, excuse me, Joe Manchin. Okay, Joe Manchin responding to Kamala Harris's claim that the border was secure. Notice the W word comes up several times. She's dead wrong on that, and I have said this. If we don't secure it, I voted every time for the wall. But we need the wall and a lot more technology, more agents. The 2013 immigration bill was still the best piece of legislation, I think, that we've ever had before us. We couldn't get it passed uh, through the Republican House at that time because of some politics involved there, and they, the amnesty people were, you know, shouting the world amnesty. That piece of legislation would have corrected everything we have going wrong. But for anybody, the vice president, president, anybody to say that our borders are secured, that is not accurate. I've been there. It's wrong. See that? The border is not secure. Kamala Harris says the border is not secure. Karine Jean-Pierre says, oh, we're doing more than Trump. Yo, Donald Trump, whatever you think of Donald Trump, cut illegal border crossings by 80 percent. Okay, and there was a lot more than a wall going on. There was something called remain in Mexico. What does remain in Mexico mean? It means if you come to our southern border trying to cross it illegally and get apprehended, you remain in Mexico until your asylum case is heard. Why is that significant? Because under the current regime, they did away with Remain in Mexico, which means if you get apprehended at the border, they just set you loose into the country. You made it. Ninety percent of asylum hearings go unattended, meaning people don't show up to their asylum hearings. So if you apprehend somebody at the border and turn them loose into the country, they're just here now. So when they call home, they don't go, don't come. We got caught. They go, come and try and get caught. You'll get let right into the country. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. And that allows drug cartels, human traffickers, people that are sexually assaulting 30 percent of the women who cross the border to say, hey, pay us a bounty. We'll get you into America. Border smuggling is now a billion dollar operation. That's not a Republican issue. It's not a Democrat issue. That's an American issue. OK, all Americans die because of the illegal drugs coming across the border. When a drug ODs somebody, they don't say, are you a Republican or a Democrat? They just kill you. Believe me. I am a dirtbag. I was drinking Bud Dry when I was a ninth grader in high school. 
And I now have to be the guy who goes home to his kid and gives him the same don't do drugs lecture every day, five times a day to the point that he's like, shut up. It's a different time now, you guys. These kids are not overdosing. They're getting poisoned and they're dying because there's a dereliction of duty at the southern border that people don't care about because of the political cost. You understand the people who run countries, the people who aspire to be at the tippy top of government, a lot of them are sociopaths, so thirsty for power that they don't care what type of casualties have to be in, you know, ensue in order for them to get it. That's how they can justify not doing anything about the border. The border is open. And the reason it's open is because the one thing that would close it, which was a wall, something everyone voted for, they voted for it under George W. Bush, just so we're clear. And you know those big racist walls, walls aren't supposed to be there? Well, the Democrats also voted for one under Barack Obama. Oh, wow! Okay, 2013, Joe Manchin just mentioned it. They wanted a wall. Why did they want a wall? Because the border's a front door of the house. It's not racism. It's just a front door of the house. You don't lock your front door because you're racist. You lock the door because there's no version of person that you'd be happy with walking into your house. You don't want any stranger. It's not like I'll only have white strangers walk in the house in the middle of the night. Any other strangers walk in the house in the middle of the night? No good. Uh Uh-uh, no good. Okay, do you realize how stupid this is? Every other country in the world secures its border. It's not a matter of black or white, matter of right or wrong. Very simple stuff. Okay, but in this moment, they can't secure the border because they really are in a position where enacting Trump policies they decried as racist will alienate their base, people who run on feelings instead of facts. Okay, you feel you feel that a wall is racist. But the fact is, the lack of a wall is getting people killed. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. Critics are calling it the funniest show on the radio. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I almost had it. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Going to be talking with Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich in the next break about the chicanery going on at our southern border. Right now, out in Wisconsin, Carl standing by on the red phone. Yo, Carl, how you doing, man? Hey, how are we? I'm doing great. Love your show. Ah, I mean, as I listen to you, I just like to, I don't know, have you ever seen the movie Monty Python's A Search for the Holy Grail? Of course. Remember the scene where they fight the knight and they cuts his arm off? Uh, it's but a flesh wound. No, it isn't. That's pretty much our current administration. Come back and fight like a man. <laughs> and pick a topic. It doesn't matter which one, whether it's inflation or the border. I mean, it's just it, it, it's it's sad. It's sad to watch, but it's kind of comical, unfortunately. So just, just just wanted to share that with you and your listeners. I don't know. It's listen, crazy. Carl, this inflation is just a flesh wound. It's just a flesh wound. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, though. It's like, honestly, man, it is a really brilliant analogy. It's a really yep. brilliant pop culture political analogy because that is kind of what's going on. Like, they got together in a room and were like, all right, how are we going to handle the midterms? And so, right. nothing's working. And somebody was like, well, we don't have to tell them nothing's working. And yep. they basically just go on TV and say it's working because that there's enough people that believe it. You know, that root for one side and don't care. But it's a real, it's nuts, man. I mean, it's nuts. Like what they did yesterday with James Taylor, that was insane. Okay. Yes, it must be working because they said it is. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, it, J- James Taylor still knows how to sell out 
You know, <laughs> yeah, been absolutely. around a while. <laughs> it's not, not a lot of tickets, but he can sell out. I mean, it's crazy. It was. It was nuts. Listen to me. That is the analogy of the day. I'm going to be on Gutfeld later. And if yes. it comes up, I will credit you. I will credit you for your work. And I'll tell Gutfeld <laughs> a brilliant Thank you very much. A brilliant call. You're the man, Carl. Be well. There he goes. The great Carl is spot on. If you've never seen it in the movie Monty Python and the Holy Grail. OK, they get into a fight with a knight. Okay, who you know keeps telling them everything's fine. Shut up, will you shut up? No, but this is what they do. Okay, cut off his arm. He's like, I'm fine. They cut off his leg. He's finally down to he's literally just a torso, and he's like, Where you going? Come back and fight like a man. What an idiot! But <laughs> he's yelling at them, and he keeps denying that the problem is as bad as it is. Okay, it's a fight that starts with two able-bodied men with four limbs each. It ends with one guy who is now just a torso, no arms, no legs, literally yelling at the knights to come back and fight like a man because he's fine. That's Biden. It's a spot-on analysis. They're on the White House lawn with the actual stock market tanking on screen. So Biden is speaking. We're saving the country. We're changing people's lives. <laughs> And the market is down 1,200 points. 1,200 points, dude. Okay, that's bananas. Now, the economy, I don't want to hear about the economy. Yo, the economy, the GDP, has shrunk two consecutive quarters. That is the actual textbook definition of a recession. Okay, think about that. Interest rates. If you had, because of the jump in interest rates, if you had a $1,900 mortgage, the jump in two basis points on your interest turn a $1,900 payment into a $3,500 payment. Think about that. So if you were out there shopping for a mortgage right now, for the same property a year ago, it would have cost you $1,900. It would now cost you $3,500 a month because of the interest increase. Biden sucks. There's no way around it. And when they tell you it's doing well, nah, we got him right where we want him. You're a knight with no arms and no legs saying you got this under control. It's embarrassing. It really is. Oh, man, it is Fox Across America, your main man, Jimmy Fallon, having a grown-up talk about all things America. Nobody knows America. I'm not talking about the band, been through the desert on a horse with no name. I'm talking about the country. Nobody knows it better than Arizona Attorney General Mark Brnovich. Hey, girl, how you doing? Hey, bro. I'm doing great. In fact, I'm going to do a little breaking news here on your show. I am the acting governor right now because both the governor and secretary of state are out of uh, the state. So I'm trying to figure out if I should declare it Jimmy Day or Grateful Dead Day or, you know, I don't know. Arizona Pizza Day. I'm just like I got all these things in my options rolling around in my head. <laughs> this is a re- this is a real thing right now. Uh, it is a real thing, and I was hoping you would meet me in the middle. <laughs> I see what you did there. That's a win. There we go. Oh, yeah, Mark Bernovich, never far from an excellent song reference. Um, is this your first time being acting governor? Because I I would think you have a lot of power. No. Oh, you know, actually it isn't. And this is a funny kind of funny story. And I believe, you know, like kind of everything's circular in nature. And so my first year, uh, and I got noticed that I was acting governor and I declared it Grateful Dead Day. And the <laughs> governor didn't think that was funny. So, um, yeah, anyway, but, uh, so it's but not, I'm ready so you, to declare it again. Yeah, so you're, t- you're telling it. me it's not Jimmy Fallon Day then is what you're telling me. 
Well, I figured I'd be a, the better suck up move would be to declare it Greg Gutfield Day. Stop and that's it. what I was thinking about. Yes. And, it's already uh, a holiday for him because he has me on his show tonight, so he doesn't have to work. He can just let me carry oh. the show. He gets a day oh, off. Yeah. I'll tell you what, what, you have been spitting fire lately. I don't know if you got a new team of crack writers, but dang, man, you have been spitting fire. Uh, you're, you're, you're balling, man, when it comes to what you're tweeting. It's good stuff. I hope Hopefully people are following you on Twitter. Thanks, dude. No, they're, they're, part, they're participating, and I'll give you the 20 bucks for that later. Was it 20? I think. Did you say 40? I, I forget. I just know I agreed. Oh, that I, if you I said thought it. you said you were going to hook me up with that Adidas shoe deal. I'm still waiting <laughs> on <laughs> Arizona acting governor, Mark Burnovich, yes. on the phone if you're just joining us. Uh, yes. we, we can add you to the list of governors we've interviewed on this show. That bumps up our count, by the way, so that's cool. Um, real, really funny stuff. Well, the thing about Twitter is, and, and you know, any type of societal commentary right now, is it's all gotten so ridiculous that if you're willing to sit there uh, and patiently analyze what's going on, I think it's particularly easy to, to to comment in a funny way or to write something funny because there's just so much ammo. Like yesterday, we're on the White House lawn with James Taylor singing about fire and rain, which is technically true because people's 401ks were on fire based on the inflation numbers, and the, and the hoses to put out the fire might have been the rain. But they're sitting there doing a straight propaganda event about inflation reduction. And I, I go, here's my question for you. You're a governor. You know things. Are we engaged in a it's just a messaging war where one side is just going to try to sell a perception between now and the midterms, hoping enough people buy it? Well, it is the old Groucho Marx line. Who are you going to believe, um, your lion eyes or Joe Biden? And, you know, people aren't stupid, and they know that there's something fundamentally wrong with the economy. But I think part of the reason why the Democrats are spending all this money and they've got James Taylor out there is is because they want people to think there's nothing to see here. It's all fine, and they just want to get through the midterm. So this is, I think, their 60, you know, those, what is the show, 60 days in? This is like the 60-day in strategy of, you know, they just want, to be perceived that everything's going well, and just like 60 days in, you got when you go into the joint, you got to act like you're the tough guy, so they're not passing you around for a pack of smokes. This is their version of you know being the tough guy when you get thrown in the joint. You, know? <laughs> you got to punch the biggest guy. Uh, yeah. One of our yeah, brilliant, exactly. one of our brilliant callers, Carl, just checked in, and he said it was like in the movie Monty Python and the Holy Grail. There's that level of denial. There's the one guy they fight who gets his arms and legs cut off, but keeps insisting yeah. he's fine. And, only uh, a flesh wound. Yeah. <laughs> it's only it's a flesh, flesh wound. Flesh wound. <laughs> I feel Come back here. Yeah. That, that, that might be where we are. Joe Biden is Brave Sir Robinette because that's his middle name. So, yes, Brave Sir Robin uh, is, well, is letting us down. Go ahead. Well, I, I will tell you what. I actually I wanted to tweet as the acting governor or as the current attorney general something about that I wish the queen was lying in state here in Arizona because then we would finally get the Biden administration to come see what's happening at our border. <laughs> um, so, you know, let's get, those cats are going all over the world, but they can't uh, address the problem at the border. Well, and, hold on. I was told the border was secure. Kamala Harris said the border was secure. Is she stunting, as the kids like to say? Um, yeah, what she is, um, smoking crack. I think that's what, what's going on. I mean, cause yeah, cause unless you're smoking crack, there is no way you think the Southern border is secure by any objective measure. If when you look at the number of people coming in, the record amount of fentanyl, and I know you and I have 
um, are kind of joking, but this is a really, really serious issue. Americans are dying as a result of their failure. And then, you know, as you're saying, meanwhile, you got James Taylor, who I, I guess the good news is I thought he was like in, I didn't even know he's alive still, but it's good to know that he's still kicking. But um, and it, now that I think about it, oh, wait, it was, what did um, Carly Simon write your Sylvain about him? Or, oh, no, wait, that was, um, what's his face, Warren Beatty, that's right, yeah. But anyway, so, yeah, whatever, uh, singers from the 70s trying to distract us, but meanwhile, we have real problems going on here at our southern border, economically, but also as a result of the, the failure to secure our southern borders. Yeah, it's so crazy. We're talking to Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich, who have, also happens to be the acting governor right now. Uh, do you have, like, official events on the schedule, or are you just supposed to, like, sit still and not wreck anything? funny thing you'd say that is because I actually wanted someone to call over to the Department of Public Safety and tell them to fire up the state plane and tell those guys that I will, um, to bring one suitcase and their passports, and I'll let them know where we're going to go later on today. <laughs> so uh, if anyone's got any suggestions, I'm uh, – you know, Vegas, baby! This, yes, this, Vegas or, uh, yeah, NYC, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, we'll see what's happening. Listen, um, you could make the Gutfeld taping. The show doesn't go till 11 p.m. on the East Coast. you got plenty of time. No excuses. Yes. Get out of here. Yes, yes. Uh, it's, uh, that's rad. Oh, uh, but, you know, I've got one of those things in my riders, in my contract. So, you know, I'm not showing up anywhere unless I get the, you know, the Perrier and the green M&M. So. I heard that about you. You got one of those King Charles riders where they, they iron your shoelaces and stuff like that? <laughs> Iron my shoelaces. Yes. Um, and I will tell you that now it's not just in my capacity as the attorney general. But when you're acting governor, you get even you know more of that kind of stuff, you know? There you go. Perks, baby. It's all about the perks. perks. I, I get perks. it, man. I get it. Well, hold on. So I want to give one thing. Joe Manchin, yeah. to his credit, said that. He's like, no, you know, the border's not secure. Like, he admitted the border was not secure. You know the border's not secure. We've had this conversation once a week for, like, two yeah. years. We know the border is right. not secure. Um, but the fact that they are, on her end anyway, leaning in that we're doing something, anything in between. Um, do, do they not, like, I, I just wanted to weigh in on this, because you know this stuff. You're at the tippy top of a state government, okay, for at least for a few hours. Uh, but, no, you know this stuff. Do they believe that? Or did a focus group get together and say, hey, how do we handle these obvious problems? Do we say they're problems or do we just do like – because they said Afghanistan was a successful withdrawal. We know it wasn't. You know what I mean? They sell successes a lot uh, you know, in, in the jaws of defeat. Is this intentional? I know you said she's smoking crack. I can't buy yeah. that as a valid entry, although I don't doubt that she was. Uh, based yeah. on what she's told us about weed and her proximity to Hunter Biden does make it likely she might have gotten a contact high off of crack. Yeah. Uh, but what is it? Do they get together and say, hey, the midterms are coming. We need to, we need a strategy. Like, how does it happen? Well, I think I think in Joe Biden's mind that he really believes that the only crisis is at the border is that he can't get more people in. And so from his perspective, they may not see this as a crisis because um, they want, you know, to inundate you know, the southern border. Now, when it comes to dealing with the problem of the cartels and all the fentanyl, they know they have an issue there. And I think they're just trying to kick the can enough down the road and hope that not enough people notice that what a big problem it is. But I literally was talking to 
um, one of my mom's friends or friends yesterday, and they're you know they're immigrants. They're born in the former Yugoslavia, Poland, you know, Eastern Europe, and they are so upset. And I can't tell you how many times I hear, you know, when I came to this country, we had to work two or three jobs, and I came to this country, no one gave me a a ticket to go see my relatives. No one put me up in a hotel where the toughest question was, do you want two double beds or a king? I mean, so. Well, it's kind of my line. They didn't say that exactly. But the point <laughs> is, the point is, is that I think a lot of immigrants really resent what's going on, yep. and they think that there is this favorable treatment. So I think the Biden administration has underestimated how much of a backlash there's going to be, not only because of the public safety issues, but I think, once again, immigrants, people that have recently immigrated to this country, that have gone through the process, sometimes had to wait years to become, you know, get a green card to become an American citizen, they don't like what's going on, and they think this is fundamentally unfair. And I think in the ivory towers of, you know, in D.C. or in academia, where they, you know, live, you know, in gated communities, and they don't understand that fundamentally. Um, and they have, like, that classic liberal view um, where they know what's best for people, and they just assume that, you know, all people think and act the same based on either their ethnic or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that's what it background. is. That's what yeah. it is. We know better. We're the beautiful people. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that going on right now. Listen, mm-hmm. man, pick me up in that jet. Uh, we're going to run into a commercial break here, but you do have this jet at your disposal for a few yeah. more hours. Let me, do you have a passport? <laughs> oh, I got several. What are you talking oh, about? Do you, what about, um, uh, do you have a currency, foreign currency in increments of $20 and less? <laughs> Yo, I'm a okay, foreign I just New want York... to make sure that, I, yeah, you're a cabbie, right? Yeah, my, cabbie. my, I, I my garage is 20 blocks from Fox News, my old garage. I could literally, if you give me a half hour, I could get you a circus elephant. I could get you anything in 30 minutes. You just got to get, I, you wouldn't have the elephant, but you'd have a firm commitment that you'd have the elephant within a few hours if you let me get to work on this. So. You, oh my gosh, you, that's tempting. Yeah, you, tempting. <laughs> you scare off the plane. Just make yeah. sure there's some room in there if we're going to start bringing yeah. in circus elephants. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you make it rain out there, buddy. Okay. Godspeed. I'll see you soon, brother. All Be right. well. Thanks. There, there he goes, the legendary Mark Burnovich, the acting governor of Arizona, also the sitting attorney general. And, uh, you know, he tells the truth about the border really quick. I just wanted to put a factual point on all of the ridiculousness he and I just engaged in. You know, it's the whole hook of the show is we're talking about very serious stuff, but we have fun because it's a coping mechanism for a lot of people. You laugh at bad news to take the power away from it. If we really just sat here, I don't know how other hosts do it, who do the dead serious show, the activist show. You know, the world is on fire. I can't imagine listening to that for three hours a day and not like snapping. That's why I always feel like everybody's on the verge of becoming Michael Douglas in the movie Falling Down and just losing it. So we're out here, you know, doing some card tricks, making some balloon animals, trying to keep the mood light. Nobody knows better than the fine folks down in Buford, South Carolina. Steve is on the line. He's been following this crisis. Steve-O! Hey, Jimmy, good to talk to you again. For sure, man. Uh, I, I tell you, every time you call, that good South Carolina energy goes a long way in a place like New York, where we're all ready to beat the snot out of each other. So thank you for calling in. Yeah, I, I, I love getting home to a small town when I'm out traveling yeah. all the time for work. But, uh, hey, but what, what your last caller just said, uh, you know, it, it's so true. My dad was a, uh immigrant to both the Ger- Germans taking over Hungary as a kid and then the Russian invasions later on when they took the country and that's when he got out. And he basically came to this country as an immigrant with the shirt on his back, he had a sponsor, he got in with the American Army, taught himself English, 
and built his way up to being a senior engineer at IBM and had a great life before he passed about four years ago. He came into the country the correct way. My German mother came into the country the, the correct way. They didn't jump lines. They didn't swim across the river over here. They didn't ask for handouts. They worked multiple jobs and built themselves up. And, uh, you know, seeing what's going on in, in this country, we can only afford so much. Why, why do they have a gate? and a fence around a rock concert because there's only so much beer and popcorn in there to give the people that are coming in to watch the show. It's the same thing with our dollars. Yep. How much is all of this going to cost us, all these people coming across the border? You know, our, our great-grandkids are still going to be paying for all the handouts that we're giving. Yet, when I'm on a San Diego layover the other night, I'm seeing Ken City next to my favorite drinking hole, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, we're taking care of everybody else in the world except for our own folks that are sleeping on the sidewalk. Well, I think that's what drives everybody so crazy is the Democrats are trying to break this conversation down along racial lines. The rest of us are trying to break them down along lines of practicality. You know, we have X amount of income, Y amount of bills, X amount of resources, Y amount of population. And when you start throwing off those ratios, there's an overall decline in the quality of life, not just for us, but even these people that are coming here. I mean, opening the border incentivizes taking a trip that's getting a lot of people killed, a lot of women sexually assaulted. And there's this indifference to it because the political cost matters more to them than the human cost. So the answer to, like, when we start prioritizing Americans again is when we get back to a place politically where we actually elect people who want to prioritize America. The problem right now is, and this is in both parties, Steve, we got to this place where it's a Roman Colosseum. We just want a conflict 24 hours a day. So we don't play team ball anymore. We just cannibalize each other, but it's at the expense of all of us. So you get it. You ask brilliant questions, and your analysis on immigrants is spot on, man. If you came here legally and did it right, you hate people in the other position. Yeah, it, it, there, there's no common sense, no logic to the whole thing. It's all about getting votes. Yep. Hey, let me pay off your student loans because I want your votes. Hey, yep. let me do this for you because I want your votes. Hey, we'll send a team of people down to Mexico to tell people, coach them on how to come across the border and tell them what to do because we want their votes. That's all it is. You know, it, it, it's insane. Yep, it's no, and it's and you see right through it, and you just hope everyone listening sees through it as well. Although at this time of the day, Steve, most of my listeners are seeing double, so no promises. Um, hey, I'm yeah. going to go home, get a couple cold beers, mow the lawn, get a nap, just so I can watch you tonight when you're on the show. Oh, and uh, there you go. Hey, I want to. I heard the family's coming to to watch you. I think Gutfield needs one of those little skits with all your family members in it acting. I listen, man. This this network is way too classy for my wife's family. There's no, no, no. Fox deserves better. I think your heart's in the right place, but I got to look out for the Fox on this one because they employ me. Great call. Yeah, I think they could. I think they could pull it off. Your son sounds good. Good in his little. Oh, if it was the Link Man, fine. No, no, it's the other maniacs in my family. You, like I said, you go home. You have those beers, and thank you for watching and all of that, Steve-O. But my family's off camera for good reason. Be well. Quick break. Back after this. You're riding around with America's cabbie. Taxi! Taxi! You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. Oh, girl. We are in the bottom of the ninth on Fox Across America. This party doesn't have to end for you and me. You can check me out tonight. I will be on Gutfeld our lovable comedy dwarf, Greg Gutfeld. That's an 11 o'clock show. I got Jenny's parents in the audience. 
My mom is going to be in the audience hanging out there. This could be a problem. It's a big problem. That's a rowdy bunch. I don't know that Jenny's parents will make it through the metal detectors, but with any luck, they'll be there. And uh, we'll be getting a band back together on the number one late night show in America. It's pretty crazy, man. Uh, It's really nuts. It's a wild time to be me, and I thank everybody who's been a part of it. If you want to come be a part of it in person in Iowa, I am plugging this show to death. We're even going to plug it on Gutfeld tonight. They're going to have it up on the screen. Uh, but we're going to be at the uh, Bridgeview Center in Ottumwa, Iowa, Saturday night, October the 15th. It's going to be a rowdy one, especially if I have college football games bet that day. You might, you might be seeing my last public appearance for quite some time if I'm back in trouble with the bookie again. In fact, I might be moving to Ottumwa, Iowa if my teams don't cover the spread. So who knows? This could be the beginning of something special, Iowa. Uh, but either way, you slice it. It's a crazy day to be hosting a national talk show. Because so much of the nation is just in this wild state of chaos. This is where I always give that end of the show sermon. But it's a sermon that I actually, like, I believe, man. We're all in the happiness business, okay? If you die tomorrow, you're just going to wish you had a little more fun. So as mad as the news might have got you today, as frustrated as you might be by the leadership in the White House, and let's be clear, we are surrounded by people in the White House who have no idea what they're doing. I'm Kamala Harris, and I approve this message. But the bottom line is you can still go out and have fun, and it's going to be hard without me, but do something. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a... The Will Cain Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox and Friends weekend host Will Cain as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.